0: I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm your host. Emily Donahue, just reminding you that this podcast is really essential listening for business executives, academics, even those in the security industry and beyond. So buckle up and sit back. We are taking off. And today we're going to get into the recent transition of Western military aid to Ukraine, tanks, missiles, a new kind of support. Much has been made of this change, but how much will actually change? Here with some guidance is Reigns Eurasia analyst Matthew Orr. Welcome, Matthew.
0: Hamley, it's great to be here.
1: It is always great to have you. Western leaders reached an agreement, um, as you know, of course, authorizing deliveries of modern Western battle tanks to Ukraine. Can you give me some details about the agreement, specifics, and why it was so difficult to get the West to finally ink that deal?
0: Yeah, I'll start with the first part. Um, as as far as you know, what it entails, it basically involves um, several countries agreeing to provide um, main battle tanks to to Ukraine. Um, this has been in the works for a long time, several months really. But the the biggest uh, obstruction was essentially uh, German domestic policy politics, um, and right the, the the major change that this would have undertaken for for German. Um, uh, defense kind of strategy and, and rhetoric, and, and it's really an, a historic change for them. If you back in March and April, German officials um, had ruled this out. This was the kind of thing they said would have never happened. But now it's it it's happening. Um, the the German Chancellor a- attempted to put some limitations on this today in the in the German Parliament. He told lawmakers that you know Germany would never send jets to Ukraine modern modern aircraft uh but considering the policy change on tanks now it it appears that 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 previous limitation is also uh, increasingly uh under question um as far as what the deal entails uh we have the germans agreeing to, to supply um a group of their own modern tanks these this is the 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 leopard A6 variant Uh, And then we have several other European countries, many European countries use the Leopard, um, also uh, already agreeing to to provide the tanks. Um, That includes Poland, uh, also Finland, uh, several other countries, including the Netherlands, Spain and and others are looking at at how many they are going to supply. But a key piece of the deal was the U.S. also reportedly uh, and now confirmed agreeing to supply its own uh, Abrams tanks. Uh, interestingly, the U.S. authority to do this is under the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative, which is actually a program established to support Ukraine's long-term defensive capabilities. Um, in the past, what that's meant is not the supplies of U.S. Uh, surplus stocks that can be quickly shipped from, the, from, from uh, inventory uh, in the United States, but actually earmarking future production of the most modern weapons for Ukraine. Um, so in that context, is, it appears that this Abrams delivery is likely to be of uh, specifically the more modern Abrams variants that are going to be particularly uh, useful for the, for the Ukrainians. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this is a, a, a pretty momentous decision um, that was a long time in, in the making.
1: Before I ask you how much of a difference these fighting vehicles will make for Ukraine, I want to ask you about the perception that this decision by the West isn't really upping a proxy war between the West and Russia?
0: Yeah. So, so first off there, there, there's, there's a whole academic debate about whether or not, um, this is a proxy war. Um, it's, you know, some people try to use that term because for certain reasons, right, it's taking place in a third country and it's between uh, the two countries that did engage in proxy wars during the Cold War era. But remember, this is this is fairly different because now we have a case where, right, one of the countries actually invaded another country and is an- annexing its territory. So it, that that certainly kind of makes it of a pretty different nature. Um, as far as the escalation risk, which I think you're the kind of the heart of your question is really getting at, um, I, I, I mean, it's clear that the Russian leadership is going to try to right. It needs to dissuade any and all weapons deliveries um, to Ukraine from the West. That's what their strategy has been before the war started. It's what it's going to continue to be. But the the Russians have actually continued to dig themselves a hole in this manner. Um, as they annex U- Ukrainian territory, allow what it claims to be Russia proper to be uh, taken, retaken, but then no, no significant escalation from from Russia happens in response. So, in in that for, for that reason, I think that 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 you know the Ukraine's Western supporters uh, are rightly skeptical that Russia is is is, is going to escalate uh, in a meaningful way um is seriously considering the expanding the war to to their territory to other countries uh and the reason for that is that it, Russia has had multiple opportunities to do this in the past um and it it, it hasn't done so because it probably wouldn't necessarily w- w- work out very well for them um so i i'm 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 skeptical that this that 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 this is as escalatory of an action as um maybe sometimes
1: it's 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 framed in the media so then let's talk about what kind of difference these uh tanks will make for Ukraine's battle.
0: Yeah, this is this is the, really the the key question. Um and and again, despite, you know, so much of the, the the media attention is that that this is getting, uh it's it's really unclear and pretty doubtful that this is going to have a truly, you know, significant, often the word thrown around is game-changing battlefield impact. I think it's quite doubtful to have a truly game-changing battlefield um, impact um the some of the reasons for that are that these tanks are are going to be supplied only months from now the ukrainians still have to get trained on them uh then they have to make it to the front uh and then these tanks have to certainly be supplied in in much larger quantities than only about the 100ish or so that are currently sl- slated for that quick delivery of 3 to 4 months um and even then uh all, you know R- russia can take you know relatively Un, you know Understandable tactical measures on the ground to deal with uh, the, the these tanks right moving its its anti tank weaponry closer to the front lines uh, in the areas where it expects a Ukrainian attack specifically southward uh, towards the Crimea land corridor um, and so i 'm quite skeptical that you know a hundred or so tanks uh, is really is, is going to necessarily ensure the, infec- the effectiveness or success of Ukrainian uh, offensives that uh, this this summer uh so i i think it, i think it's really important not to kind of overstate the significance of this um what, what i think people should really have their be kind of laser focused on when they're looking at how successful you know ukrainians can be in any in any in any offensives that they conduct this year it's definitely the how much ammunition for the the longer range artillery and strike systems the ukrainians are are receiving Specifically the high Mars ammunition, and most notably now these uh, the, the the longer range ammunition for for this system uh, now there's talk that there's going to be these uh, small diameter bombs uh, a longer range uh, 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 ammunition for for these uh, these systems supplied that would allow the Ukrainians to start to strike Russian uh, supply ammunition dumps farther behind the front line than they current, they currently can. Uh, and that would have a more significant f- effect on actually creating the conditions where the Ukrainians are are, are going to be capable of retaking uh, that that land bridge. Otherwise, right, we're this we're going to be in a situation where the Russians know exactly where the Ukrainians want to attack, and they still have months and months to build fortifications and and prepare for that attack. Um, so I, I, I I'm that's that's why for all those reasons I'm I'm quite skeptical that. Um, these tanks are are as significant as the, as the attention would suggest they are.
1: Now you've mentioned this very clearly in our forecast that it doesn't look like either side will offer any concessions and the battle lines will become sort of dug in. My question to you is: Would the supplying of these tanks be a slippery slope towards aircraft or some other? Uh, item that actually could make a big difference
0: yeah a- absolutely um, as I kind of you know hinted at in my my answers to the first two questions you asked uh t- checking tanks off of the the proverbial box, right, checking that box you know inevitably leads all kinds of policy makers and and analysts and and the whole community to ask, okay, well, what's next, what else can we do? Uh, and that's when we can we can you know get to these other systems that are that that are more likely to make a difference or um for similar reasons to 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 the tanks right are these kind of big ticket kind of flashy items that uh will you know allow the west to to you know say that they're they're supporting ukraine and you know in in the long term absolutely ukraine will will need um more, much more material to continue uh, defending itself as this war appears likely to to grind on and on so, yeah, I, I think that the, the conversation is, is inevitably going to ship to longer range strike systems. That's what the Ukrainians really need to re, retake their territory. But in the longer term, yeah, they're going to they're going to need additional tanks beyond right this this initial party that's been uh, uh, announced and they're going to they're they're going to need aircraft as well um, they they do they have their old uh, Soviet aircraft um, and I think that something to look out for is definitely um, if some of these these mig-29 jets that the poles the the Slovaks had offered much earlier in the war but those deliveries didn't go through if eventually we see those jets once we see Soviet jets supplied it, right it makes it more likely that Western jets could be supplied although I wouldn't get a, get ahead of ourselves there I think we're still you know certainly a long time from that several months at least. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be about more more technologically advanced aircraft. Um, a, one, the U.S. can be a major player in this space because another weapon system that's been talked a lot about are more advanced drones for Ukraine, specifically uh, U.S. Gray Eagle drones. That reporting suggests the the U.S. Uh, Army has kind of offered said, hey, we can do these. Or the Air Force um, has has offered, but uh, so far. Uh, that the Pentagon has kind of shot that down, but Ukraine definitely needs more more drones and and more aircraft to strike Russian forces um, on the ground as, as through in, in a close air support role to support its offensives.
1: Very quickly, uh, does this change your forecast for what the war will look like in twenty twenty three?
0: no no, this doesn't. This was definitely something we, we we expected um for for a long time coming. um The fact of that matter is is that a lot of the old uh soviet era tank stocks were were drying up right I mean a lot these these systems were getting modernized a lot of them were all being sent to Ukraine. The countries that wanted to send to send them sent them um and it, it didn't make much long term sense to continue buying up uh this this older Russian and Soviet uh, equipment. So, no, this this was a, a, essentially something that was coming for a long time that doesn't change our, our outlook for this year.
1: Well, thank you so much for setting us straight, Matt.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: Matthew Orr is Rain's Eurasia analyst. You can hear and see him on all matter of news media channels, but you can also get direct intel updates from Matt and the Rain analysts. Try RAIN Intelligence Briefs. Our intelligence briefs separate the signal from the noise and turn information, of which there's often too much, into actionable intelligence. Visit RAINNETWORK.com to sign up. That's R-A-N-E-Network.com. I'm Emily Donahue, thanks for listening.